The Seventh Day The heavens, the earth, and all their vast array were finished. On the seventh day God finished his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because he rested in it from all his work of creation which he had done. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the twelfth chapter. At that time Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the grain fields. His disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But the Pharisees, when they saw it, said to him, Behold, your disciples do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he was hungry, and those who were with him, how he entered into God's house and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath day the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? But I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you wouldn't have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath."
Let my prayer, O Lord, come before thee. O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee, incline thine ear unto my cry. Let my prayer, O Lord, come before thee. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength, free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. Let my prayer, O Lord, come before thee. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the deeps. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up. I cannot come forth. My eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Let my prayer, O Lord, come before thee. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Wilt thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave, or thy faithfulness in destruction? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark, and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? Let my prayer, O Lord, come before thee. But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer thy terrors, I am distracted. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They came round about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend hast thou put far from me, and mine acquaintance into darkness. Let my prayer, O Lord, come before thee. The Old Testament lesson for the Great Sabbath is written in the sixth chapter of the book of the prophet Daniel, beginning at the first verse. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 local governors, who should be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three presidents, of whom Daniel was one, that these local governors might give account to them, and that the king should suffer no loss. Then this Daniel was distinguished above the presidents and the local governors, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and the local governors sought to find occasion against Daniel as touching the kingdom, but they could find no occasion or fault because he was faithful. There wasn't any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, we won't find any occasion against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and local governors assembled together to the king and said this to him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the deputies and the local governors, the counselors and the governors have consulted together to establish a royal statute, and to make a strong decree that whoever asks a petition of any god or man for thirty days, except you, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it not be changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which doesn't alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, 
he went into his house. Now his windows were open in his room toward Jerusalem. And he kneeled on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he did before. Then these men assembled together and found Daniel making petition and supplication before his God. Then they came near and spoke before the king concerning the king's decree. Haven't you signed a decree that every man who takes a petition to any god or man within thirty days, except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered, This thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which doesn't alter. Then they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is of the children of the captivity of Judah, doesn't respect you, O king nor the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was very displeased, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored until the going down of the sun to rescue him. Then these men assembled together to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no decree nor statute which the king establishes may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. A stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet, and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his place and passed the night fasting. No musical instruments were brought before him, and his sleep fled from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning, and went in haste to the den of lions. When he came near to the den to Daniel, he cried with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel! Servant of the living God, is your God, whom you serve continually, able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lions' mouths, and they have not hurt me, because as before him innocence was found in me, and also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. The king commanded, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions mauled them, and broke all their bones in pieces, before they came to the bottom of the den. The epistle is written in the third chapter of the first epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the 17th verse. Brothers, for it is better, if it is God's will, that you suffer for doing well than for doing evil. Because Christ also suffered for sins once, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison, who before were disobedient when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, while the ship was being built. In it, few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. This is a symbol of baptism, which now saves you, 
not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven, angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went early, while it was still dark, to the tomb, and saw the stone taken away from the tomb. Therefore she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Therefore Peter and the other disciple went out, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran together. The other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths lying, yet he didn't enter in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and entered into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying, and the cloth which had been on his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. So then the other disciple who came first to the tomb also entered in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they didn't know the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside at the tomb, weeping. So as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. They asked her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, and didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold me, for I haven't yet ascended to my father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death that he might quicken his people. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. He was delivered up to death that he might quicken his people. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. A Devotion for the Great Sabbath What is happening? Today there is a great silence over the earth, a great silence and stillness, a great silence because the king sleeps, the earth was in terror and was still because God slept in the flesh and raised up those who were sleeping from the ages. God has died in the flesh and hell has trembled. Truly, he goes to seek out our first person like a lost sheep. 
He wishes to visit those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. He goes to free the prisoner Adam and his fellow prisoner Eve from their pains, he who is God and Adam's son. The Lord goes in to them holding his victorious weapon, his cross. When Adam, the first created man, sees him, he strikes his breast in terror and calls out to all, My Lord be with you all. And Christ in reply says to Adam, And with your spirit. And grasping his hand, he raises him up, saying, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. I am your God who for your sake became your son, who for you and your descendants now speak and command with authority those in prison, come forth, and to those in darkness, have light, and to those who sleep, rise. I command you, awake, O sleeper. I have not made you to be held a prisoner in the underworld. Arise from the dead. I am the life of the dead. Arise, O man, work of my hands. Arise, you who were fashioned in my image. Rise, let us go hence. For you and me and I in you, together we are one undivided person. For you, I, your God, became your son. For you, I, the master, took on your form, that of a slave. For you, I who am above the heavens, came on earth and under the earth. For you, O man, I became as a man without help, free among the dead. For you, who left a garden, I was handed over to Jews from a garden and crucified in a garden. Look at the spittle on my face which I received because of you, in order to restore you to that first divine inbreathing in creation. See the blows on my cheeks, which I accepted in order to refashion your distorted form to my own image. See the scourging of my back, which I accepted in order to disperse the load of your sins, which was laid on your back. See my hands nailed to the tree for a good purpose. For you, who stretched out your hand to the tree for an evil one. I slept on the cross and a sword pierced my side. For you, you who slept in paradise and brought forth Eve from your side. My side healed the pain of your side. My sleep will release you from your sleep in Hades. The sword that pierced me has sheathed the sword that was turned against you. Now arise, let us go hence. The enemy brought you out of the land of paradise. I will reinstate you, no longer in that paradise, but on the throne of heaven. I denied you the tree of life, which was a figure. But now I myself am united to you, I who am life. I posted the cherubim to guard you as they would slaves. Now I make the cherubim worship you as they would God. The cherubim throne has been prepared. The bearers are ready and waiting. The bridal chamber is in order. The food is provided. The everlasting houses and rooms are in readiness. The treasures of good things have been opened. 
the kingdom of heaven has been prepared for you before the ages. The women sitting over against the sepulcher made lamentation, weeping for the Lord. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The women sitting over against the sepulcher made lamentation. Weeping for the Lord. O God, Creator of heaven and earth, grant that as the crucified body of your dear Son was laid in the tomb and rested on this holy Sabbath, so we may await with him the coming of the third day and rise with him to newness of life, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will is done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 